Welcome to PB&J Connection. This will not be televised podcast. Thanks for checking us out. I'm PB. And I'm Jay. Our health-related discussions will convey educational information about medical research, studies, facts, findings, and experiences of people from every walk of life. Concepts will be simple and easy to understand. We've got you covered, and we promise to not be boring. So let's dive into the world of health you won't find on your television. Hello, listeners. Welcome again to PB&J, your host here on this podcast. Today we have an interesting topic that uh, many people have questioned. Even scientists are looking deeper into it all the time. Is the astonishing power of belief and unveiling the placebo effect. You know, the, the human mind possesses this astonishing ability to influence the body's response to treatments, even if the treatments are false. You know, like you may be given an insult, a sugar pill, like in the case of clinical trials, or uh, an injection of saline. Somehow or another, you, if you think, or when most people, I'm going to say most people, when some people, some people think that they're getting the actual medicine or or as opposed to a placebo, especially in the case of a clinical trial, the body has a tendency of healing itself, even when they get the placebo. So we're gonna look at this and and try to uncover some of the effects that science has backed and known about as far as the placebo effect. We've all heard about the placebo effect, you know, how you can um, heal yourself and, not everybody's able to do it. I mean, there's been cases where, uh, and I'm gonna give you one in particular, um, in the case of Parkinson's disease, um, and they found out, it's a real life example, this guy named John, he was like 65 year old man. He was living with Parkinson's disease and faced all of the challenges of having motor impairments as far as tremors and, and daily struggles just to deal with the condition. So he decided that he was going to enter into this clinical trial. And they told him during the clinical trial, this was this new groundbreaking medication. And little did he know that it was not only challenging the boundaries of medical science, but he also revealed the profound impact that it had on his life. Uh, just by his own beliefs. So as part of the trial, John received the placebo. It was a pill um, with no active ingredients in it, almost like a sugar pill. Jay, you've seen this before many times. And, and so and so I'm gonna I, I'm gonna interject here too when I hear something that you say, Pam, that I've also seen in research too. Um, you were talking about, uh, those who receive the uh, placebo, you know, whatever form it's in. And what's interesting is uh, some of the articles that I have read regarding the placebo effect, it's not only if you think you're getting the real thing, but you don't, but even if you get, even if you know you're not getting the real thing, even if you know that you're getting a placebo, you're getting a facsimile, 
the fact that you are in the clinical trial, the fact that you think that somebody is, cares for you, that someone is trying to make you feel better, regardless of whether you get the placebo or not, it has still shown some promising results about, you know, you talk about the body and the mind connection, which is really, I think, the foundation of what the placebo effect is all about. That's really interesting because, you know, always when I think about the placebo effect and when most people think about the placebo effect, they go in not knowing whether they have it or not. But that's interesting research that even if you know that you're not getting the actual medication, just being part of a clinical trial and somebody caring enough, you know, to want to help you, is is amazing so maybe kindness is linked to some of this you know um having that that positive attitude so we're uh, going back to john you know john had experienced uh you know just almost remarkable transformation in his motor skills when he entered into this clinical trial he started taking this placebo medication um and then all his impairments kind of dissipated. And he walked away with unexpected results, even they astonished the scientists, because they don't know how, at that time, they didn't know how this, this change happened as, as rapidly as it did, you know, because of the fact that just after a few days, but when they came back and did a follow-up, John's story became almost like uh, something that the scientists started hinging their their research on to find out exactly what is it that, that he has that others in that same clinical trial did not have the same results, who, who got the placebo. And what it was was John struggled, but not only that, but his own beliefs. His beliefs were so strong in this new medication that they had briefed them on uh, and this that was going to provide astounding results that he believed so strongly that it actually had an impact on his recovery. Right. So, and so here's and that this goes right along with what I found in my research, Pam, and this article that I read, uh, this was a, a Harvard uh, Health article. The question was, why are placebos effective? And it talked about what the factors are that influence how effective a placebo is, right? It says, if the placebo looks like the real thing, if it looks like what everybody else is getting, the participant is more likely to believe that it's real. So that's number one, even if it isn't, right? Um, if the and we talked about this right before we got online. If the participant is positive, and expects the treatment to work, the higher the chance they'll experience the placebo effect. Placebos can trigger the release of the body's natural pain relievers, endorphins, and it also might inspire the participant to take better care of themselves and therefore help them notice an improvement in how they're feeling. The brain responds to an imagined scene. So this is, you know, imagery. We talked about this, I think, offline a couple of weeks ago. And so when the brain remembers or thinks of a scene where you feel like you're getting better, you feel like things are happening, then there are changes in your body. It, the brain is such a powerful 
thing in, it, in the way it controls the rest of the things that are going on in your body, right? Yes, and it's interesting you say that because out of Psychology Today in a recent article, they were talking about this feel-good, you know, how that feel-good chemicals that are released from the brain when you think that you're being healed or you're well um, actually alters the, the, the neurotransmitters of the brain that affects the genes that are causing the most problems. Yeah. You know? And so, but Jay, you know, we, I guess we have experiences too, the placebo effect. Yeah, most humans have, you know? Whereas, like, when you're tired, you know, or you're fatigued, and then all of a sudden you start feeling like I'm sick, I'm not feeling well, and then all of a sudden all these symptoms show up, you know, the cough, the runny nose, the sneezing, <laughs> you know, the headaches, the the pain, uh, whatever the negative ailment is, because we've already put into our brain that we're sick, only because we're tired, you know, or that we're fatigued. And well, I've done this to myself, and I've had to reverse it. Well, I'll tell you what, you just, what you just described reminded me of, and I know you saw this on TV, that uh, whatever scientists that were looking into, I think it's dipenhydramine, uh, that was in a particular medication, it was supposed to be a, a, a decongestant or a cold medicine kind of a thing that was supposed to, you know, help you with all this, and they came up with a, a study, this was in 2023, and they said, yeah, you know that stuff that's been added to cold medicine, yeah, it doesn't do anything for you. Right. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't do a thing. And, and so they immediately pulled it off the shelf thinking it, it doesn't hurt you, but it doesn't help you. Help you. Can you imagine how many people who were taking medicines with dipenhydramine, I think that's what it was, said, oh, this is, this is the stuff. This is the stuff that's going to make me get well quicker, right? This is, but and in fact, the dipenhydramine that was in there wasn't doing anything. Doing anything. It wasn't doing anything. <laughs> not one thing. You were paying for a pack of pills that just, you know, right. making you happy, making just you feel making good. Making you happy, feel like yep. you make you feel good because yep. you're yep. taking something that's going to heal you. Right, and yeah, I'm gonna... so that that positive attitude towards or orientation that we have towards some future event that's going to make us feel better is is actually what science, even the the healthcare profession is has been experiencing because of the fact that. You know, they found out that the patients, it was a study that came out, they found that patients who received excellent health care, like in the hospital, as well as having a kind and compassionate physician who was taking care of them, their symptoms actually lessen or diminish because of the type of health care that they were getting. So yeah, that that that's amazing. So the placebo effect is, is really it's it's really powerful, but it's really our minds, the way we think, the things we do, um, and and how we perceive what we're going through. And I want to uh, so listeners, I was wrong. It's not diphenhydramine. It's phenylephrine. So uh -huh. sorry about that. It wasn't dipenhydramine because that's in an antihistamine. It was in the cold medications. It was uh, phenylephrine. 
So I just wanted to correct that. Thanks, Pam. Thank you. Yeah, so as we're thinking about, you know, this placebo effect, as, as we're thinking about even our past experience, if we take the time now to look at our past experiences, um, a lot of times our past experiences have a lot to do with our wellness today. And so it's an inside job. Instead of external elements, like in the case of viruses and so forth, we feel like we pick them up from other people. Um, instead of those external environments, really the placebo effect is really an inside job. Yeah, and that's a really good way to put it. Uh, this professor, Ted Kapchuk of Harvard, um, who's at the Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center, he said, the placebo effect is more than positive thinking, believing a treatment or procedure will work. It's about creating a stronger connection between the brain and the body, as you call an inside job, and how they work together. Yeah. It's all about that partnership, right? Absolutely. So, and whether people believe that whether the placebo effect is real or not, we can just, you know, Look at things around us. Look, at, go outside of, of the things that are outside of us and, and see what's happening on the inside of us, the way we're thinking about a certain situation or condition, and then say, well, you know, am I really getting sick or, you know, my, I have indicators, right? I have certain symptoms. Like if I get a sore throat, what do I do? I reach for, the first thing I reach for, to this to the habit, right, and a behavior that I kind of trained my mind to know that because what we do in our past or it's past experiences, if we know it works, we'll kind of go in that direction, it becomes a habit. I'll grab a, a vitamin C, I'll grab zinc, I'll grab anything other than prescription drugs. So, honestly, listeners, see, I'm not... I, I don't gravitate towards prescription medications a lot, you know, because of the fact that, you know, through our research that Jay and I do, we find that the side effects, and, and of course, they announce them, of course, on commercials all the time, the side effects are worse than having them taking the medicine in the first place for what you're suffering with. So if I get a sore throat, in my case, if I get a sore throat, I'm going to reach for the first natural thing that I can find which is vitamin C, zinc, anything that I know will, because of my experience, doesn't mean it's gonna happen for you, but for my experience, that has worked. You know, I can get rid of the sore throat or I can gargle with um, Himalayan salt, warm water, uh, things that I know that work for me. And you probably have your own remedies, home remedies, which I call home remedies that work for you in the case of being ill. So, Jay, let's get back to the inside job, the, that optimism, that, that's, that strong, positive influence. But it's positive and negative, you know, because the placebo effects only responds to what you think. Right. And when you talk about an inside job, um, again, I'm going to go back to this study that was done by uh, Professor Kapchuk. And it was published in Science Transla Translational Medicine in 2021. And the question was, what happens if you know you're getting a placebo, right? Because we talked about that a few minutes ago. What happens if you know you're getting the sugar pill or the, the saline solution injection? 
Well, they did the study and uh, one group took a migraine drug labeled with the drug's name, a second group took a placebo, and the third group took nothing. The researchers discovered that, this is interesting, the re researchers discovered that the placebo was 50% as effective as the real drug to reduce pain after a migraine attack. And as a person who has had migraines before, listeners, because I have had them, and they were terrible, 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 I tell you what, that is phenomenal. 50% as effective, that is unbelievable. But again, That's the, the inside job, as you say. Absolutely. So, you know, you know, the first thing that we have to look at is when we get ill, you know, when, I, when we get ill, people get ill. It's like, okay, so is this a real thing? Or is this because of the fact that I'm stressed, I have anxiety, you know, I'm depressed, I've, I've had a, 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 a fight with my boss or a spouse or even a child, you know. Watch or the somebody news. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Or because of the fact that we're sitting there and we're ruminating over past experience, like somebody hurt you, somebody took money from you or stole from you. Sometimes those have... You know, those things are uh, will affect the way we feel because it affects the neurochemicals changes that happen um, in our bodies, and it aligns with our mental state at the time. So I'm going to kind of give you a trick that I use sometimes when I'm having a lot of negative thoughts. And Jay, I'm going to ask you to participate in this too. And listeners, if you cannot... If you're in a position, if you're driving, or if you're operating machinery, and you can't close your eyes when I ask you this question, I'm going to ask you one question, is I want to, first I want you to go into a situation, remember a situation where you were stressed out, where, um, you know, you felt oh, some anxiety, or somebody did something to you um, that offended you, or disrespected you, or, you know, taken something from you. And, and, and think about those negative thoughts that you may have about that incident, okay? So now all these thoughts are coming into your head, and I want you to just close your eyes just for a second. And I'm, the question is, what's your next thought? Do you see what happened? <laughs> well, my next thought would, uh, what can I do to make this stop? <laughs> right. That's my next right. thought is, what, do I, what can I do to make this end, to stop it? It's not that I want to keep piling on, right? And there's right. and there are some people who do that though. They just keep on piling and piling. It's like I need to remove myself to to get myself into a happy place, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so that little technique of, you know, when you having those thoughts and it just everything is kind of ruminating going over and over and over and you create this negative loop in your mind, close your eyes. Ask yourself the question, what's my next thought? Yeah. And your brain will start doing a search, right? Yeah, search and, and it Yeah, and it causes confusion. <laughs> and it stops you from that moment of having that negative thought. And you can change it just like Jay. You changed it to something positive. What can I do to, to, to mitigate this or to make the results differently come out differently? Right. And I, I would say that, and I don't know this for sure, maybe you saw it, I would say that a lot of that, the I want to say it's a coping mechanism, right? 
um, because to me that would be okay what do I need to do in order to figure this out and to move forward away from this bad thing that I'm in I think that probably comes as easier as you get older I would say it's probably more difficult if you're younger because you haven't got as many life experiences to say okay this is bad this is worse and this is good right, right. so that you know so that you can categorize you know which what are those things that you can control and which are those things that you can't control but you still have a solution for and i think that you you get those from life experiences you get those from you know and i want to say from being older but i think that's the way it goes but it's true but it's true but you know that also and, and you and i know this the people you that are in your circle, associate your with, circle, right? Your peeps. Yeah, they will. They will have played a role in in what you think and what you believe, not only about a situation but about yourself. Absolutely, and and you also, again, I think as you get older, you understand who are the toxic people that you should keep out of your life, and who are those people that lift you up, that make you feel more positive, right? And when you're younger, sometimes it's hard to know that the toxic people are bad people. You should remove right. yourself from the toxic people. <laughs> right. And, and I, right. when I think about that uh, on the news recently, there was a, a shooting uh, where evidently this, this young individual had been bullied in high school, and his solution was to bring a gun in and start trying to kill people. Now, I don't know all the details, but what I've heard on the news, and assuming that it's true and accurate, it sounds like this this boy was bullied for years and years, and his solution was just to go and kill people, and then kill him. he ended up killing himself. Okay. And so, again, you know, having the wisdom, having those life experiences where you can say, you know, screw you. I don't care if you call me a name. That, that, I don't care what you think of me. I don't care. I'm still having a good night's sleep, right? But a younger mind is probably not mature enough to... Yeah, it's funny you should say that because I was working with a younger guy and, and that was his thing, you know, um, not having that experience, his apprehension, his hesitation on, on doing things that he knows was going to move them in the direction that he needed to go to, you know, the direction that he desired, but he couldn't because of the fact that all of this, the stuff that he has is so recent that he doesn't have any past experiences that he can move forward. Yeah. And so, you know, trying to get through that and you can do it with the good thing about it is that, you know, there are formative years, you know, when, when kids are young, and that's why I always tell parents, you know, be careful what you tell a child or that child hears you say about them because of the fact that if they hear it, they think that that's who they are. Um, and so we have to, to look at not only what we think, but we have to also be careful what we say to others, especially if we care enough about them that you know we can dispel some of their own beliefs sure sure you know 
Sure. Now, now, Jay and I were talking about this this right before the the broadcast, but you know, sometimes you run into people who, uh, even though they they you have good intentions for them, um, they will tend to use those good intentions for for their own self serving purposes, mm-hmm. and that's what happens when you know bad experiences happen and. People feel disrespected or not, you know, or, or feel used or manipulated. Yeah. I we're th- not talking th- about that. We're talking about doing some inside work here. Yeah. So, and I think disrespected is a really good word. And yeah. and along with your, you know, the in, inside, inside work, again, I'm going to use a quote from this uh, article because I think it is, because you talked about self-healing. You talked about you know, you have the power, you have your own placebo effect, right? And Dr. Kapchuk says, the attention and emotional support you give yourself is often not something you can easily measure, but it can help you feel more comfortable in the world, and that can go a long way when it comes to healing. I mean, I think that's so true. Listeners, that's the science behind it. Now, I'm going to give you something, you know, Jay knows that I'm very spiritual and I gravitate a lot towards, you know, the Torah, the the Bible, you know, the Quran. And so there is, a, in Mark eleven twenty four, the Bible says, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for prayer, believe that you have received it, not will receive it, receive it, and it will be yours. Sometimes we tend to not want to, uh, you know, we, we go into prayer and, or meditation uh, and we hope and pray that everything that we're going through works out well. The thing is, do you believe it enough to make that trip? And so whether it's positive or negative, your thoughts and attitudes have consequences. They can end up, you know, you could up, upregulate or downregulate the hormones and neurotransmitters that are are actively in your body um, to make you predisposed to certain diseases and conditions. And so it's really up to you. And so we have to do things wisely. Um, and, and every day, every day, if nothing else, give yourself grace and peace and more importantly, love. I second that. Ha, 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 ha.